Iran investigation into this incident is ongoing and we need to await its outcome. But we have no indication that this was the result of a deliberate attack. And we have no indication that Russia is preparing offensive military actions against NATO. There you go. That's the head of uh, NATO commenting on this missile strike that straight into Poland on Tuesday, killing two people. And, of course, the instant concern of that was we would see the enactment of Article 5, which would have meant retaliation, because in Article 5, a strike on one is a strike on all. And so this very quickly became the center of talks between leaders who are meeting at G20 um, in Indonesia. And in the hours after, unless something's changed in the last few minutes, uh, NATO is now saying that the strike was not intentional by Russia, but likely a Russian rocket, Russian-made rocket, uh, used by Ukrainians' air defense. So I think we can call this the fog of war. Um, but where does it take us now? I mean, no one, no one wants this to escalate. And it doesn't sound like that will happen now, but mistake or not, um, I think the question would be what happens next time. Let me bring in someone named Marcus Nikolka. Of course, you know him here on the show. He is the founder of Disinfo Watch, also with the McDonald Laurier Institute. Good to have you. Good to have you back. You were just overseas. I was actually in Poland yeah. uh, last night, flying out of Warsaw when all of this was was going down. I imagine. actually didn't find out about it until I landed here. So, uh, Can you imagine? Yeah, uh, yeah that's something. Different. Different. Oh wow! Like that. That a lot can happen in that flight that you were uh, on. Um, but but no question about it. This was one of those oh my god now what uh, moments. And uh, so so where does this bring us now in your mind? I, I think there's a bit of fog around. So this was a Russian rocket yeah. uh, launched by Ukraine air defense. What are you breaking out out of this? Okay, so I think that we need to understand the broader context of what exactly was going on yesterday. Um, Russia in retaliation, clearly, I mean, Vladimir Putin's not happy uh, with the thing, way things are shaking down around Kherson, the, the, yeah. um, the uh, retreat of Russian forces. And so he's every time that he uh, uh, experiences this sort of a humiliating setback, he takes it out on, uh, on Ukrainian uh, infrastructure on civilian infrastructure and such. And so um, all day yesterday, uh, Russia was raining missiles and uh, these Iranian kamikaze drones uh, down on uh, much of the Ukrainian power grid trying to take out electricity and and, um, and make, see if they can uh, descend Ukraine down in, into darkness um, right now as the weather is getting cold. And so uh, Ukraine, of course, uh, was using its uh, surface-to-air missiles to try and defend against these missile strikes. Mm -hmm. um, and it uses, of course, a combination of now Western-made U.S. Uh, surface-to-air missiles, which, uh, according to the U.S., and I believe them, are 100% accurate against these Russian uh, missiles. But they also have old Russian and Soviet technology that they use. And so um, as they were trying to defend themselves against these Russian missile attacks, one of these missiles apparently, um, you know, whether it broke apart or it sort of flew in the, in, in the wrong direction, it's, uh, it misfired, as it were, and it fell somewhere within the vicinity of uh, Ukraine's border with, with Poland. And this, of course, caused considerable confusion. And, and like I said, when I landed here in Toronto, my, my, uh, there were, you know, nearly you know, 20, 30 messages on my phone saying that, oh, my goodness, Russia has attacked Poland. Well, it doesn't, it appears that they haven't. And I think 
much to the relief of every NATO country, uh, and I'm sure in Moscow as well, um, you know, NATO has has gotten to the bottom of this. And like I said, it, it turns out that it's it's probably a, a Ukrainian Russian built missile used to defend against these yeah. Russian kamikaze and missile attacks. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly um, un, unthought of that Russia does false flags and, and could have done this and, you know, maybe see what the result or the reaction would be. But it certainly yeah. reminds us that there is a bigger consequence at play here and that when this kind of stuff happens, if this had been or, you know, a Russian yeah. missile intentionally set, we would very likely see an Article 4 today and then possibly Article 5, which then draws Canada into what is and would be World War Three. So things can go wrong very quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't automatically trigger an at- a NATO attack against Russia either. Um, and further to your point, mm-hmm. I think Canadians need to understand that what happens first in these sorts of situations, if it would have actually been a Russian provocation, yeah. uh, there would have been an Article 4 uh, situation triggered. And there was sort of and a... What's, an Article explain 4 Article situation. 4 versus Article 5. So Article 4, when this happens when uh, a member state uh, feels like their territorial integrity Mm -hmm. uh, is being threatened, um, they can call a meeting of all of the member states. It's not uh, an escalation, but it's a formal way of saying that we're seriously concerned and we need to have a discussion. So that probably, I mean, it wasn't a formal Article 4 situation that Poland would have called yesterday, but certainly all the member states conferred with each other on this. Um, and so, and that's a perfectly normal um, situation to have, you know, triggered in, in this sort of a situation. And it, and it's a safeguard. And that's yeah. an important point. It's a safeguard to make sure that uh, we don't just automatically jump to a conclusion and an escalation, yeah. which happens with Article 5. And as you mentioned in your intro, Article 5 is when all of these states have had that Article 4 meeting, they've decided, yes, there is a threat, then they get together and decide how to confront that threat. That doesn't mean that we automatically go and attack Russia. It may mean that we start, um, you know, sending aircraft, uh, patrolling right. Polish skies, um, sending, uh, you know, various different other weapons it to Poland to help them. defend it. It, it, <laughs> yeah. could es- it do- could escalate them, but in a, it could escalate them in a defensive way. It doesn't mean that we're attacking right. Russia, though. Stay tuned to this one. Lots of moving parts on this. Um, But I also wanted to talk to you because the G20 leaders are all over in Indonesia. The prime minister is at that meeting and probably happened while you were flying uh, home. Um, But I want to play a little bit of a conversation. Justin Trudeau was not going to have meetings with China. Uh, You know, relations are very, very frosty. And I guess they had an impromptu talk that was recorded, but hard to hear. But here he is being told basically by President Xi to stay in line. And here's a bit of what Mr. Trudeau responded with. If in Canada, we believe in your free and open and frank dialogue, and that is what we will continue to have. We will continue to look to work constructively together, but there will be things we will disagree on. There you go. Well, I mean, look, at least he gave the right response. Um, you know, there's not very clearly a different relationship. I don't think there's as much admiration for uh, for, the, for the Chinese dictatorship at this point, uh, Marcus. But having said that, you know, the, the issue is real. Disinfo Watch, your organization actually reported first on the disinformation campaigns going on during the elections in the past 2019, I think 2021. You raised this, that there were yeah. you know, election um, interference happening. China was in question. And so, you know, a lot of people are saying to Trudeau, look, you've got to tackle this. We cannot have China interfering with our electoral process, let alone anything else. And so um, whether that was brought up with President Xi uh, I don't know, but I don't think really yeah. telling him to to butt at our business would do anything. Having said that, it needs to be confronted, and thankfully Sam Cooper got this article out 
uh, confirming all this stuff and yet, you know, haven't gotten much uh, back out of this as far as what's happening next. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and that intimidation by the Chinese government, you know, it starts, at, you know, with it's, it happens within our communities, Chinese speaking communities yeah. here, and it really puts our, our Chinese speaking communities at risk. But you can see it goes all the way through our elections and right to the top. Um, yeah. I was reading uh, my colleague Charles Burton's uh, yeah. Twitter feed just, just before we came on. And, uh, and Charles said that the, uh, the translation of, of Xi's own comments to the Prime Minister were inaccurate. Mm. And, uh, and Charles mentioned that, he's, that it was actually quite a blunt threat oh, wow. uh, to Canada. So, well, so that, these, well, that would be these, new information. So did Charles, and I haven't seen him on Twitter. I mean, I had him on yesterday, but if... Because it's not being played like that yet in the media. So, because I don't think people, if you don't speak early. Chinese, then you yeah. wouldn't know it. But, but if there was a direct threat, then I would be curious as to what that means now. <laughs> Threatening a right. leader in uh, G20 meetings. Come on. Well, and but I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, the Chinese ambassadors uh, to this country have been threatening us yeah. uh, directly for the past uh, five, six, seven years. Um, and so, you know, Sam's report, you know, bless him for the, yeah. for the great work Thank that God. he does. Um, you know, we need to work together. I mean, it's clear that there is a threat. China represents a threat to our democracy, to our electoral processes, and Canadians themselves. You know, again, the Chinese community is intimidated constantly by these you know police officers agents consulates and embassies we need to start um recognizing that this truly is a threat and we need to start taking measures to uh, to protect our our communities you know i i live uh, north of toronto in, in markham i mean yeah. i'm a, i'm yeah, at absolutely. ground zero here yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, we need to get the RCMP. We need our intelligence huh. uh, agencies and we need our, our politicians to, to get here on the ground and start figuring out ways with civil society uh, about how to protect us. Um, you know, and, and this is clearly, I mean, it's not something that's going to happen. We're, you know, we're not looking forward. I mean, this has been happening right. consistently since at least 2019, if not before. And this this does represent a clear threat to uh, our dem democracy. Um, and, uh, and if we don't do something about it, it could erode public trust eventually in our democratic institutions, elections and such. And, and that's, that's something that we just can't allow. So um, well, especially I'm hoping if they, that... Yeah, if they changed election results, which we don't know if they have or not, but I mean, if, if it would call into question an illegitimate election. Uh, I'm out of time, Marcus, but I will get you on again. I know I harass you endlessly to come on, but I'll get you back <laughs> on because we're talking about this a lot more uh, and we'll continue. I appreciate it. I appreciate you covering these uh, these topics, and thanks for having me on, Alex. Always. Thank you very much. Go to bed. That is uh, Marcus Golga. just uh, got back from overseas. And uh, the comment he's talking about, Charles Burton, and I'm just looking at it on Twitter. So the so Charles uh, says, basically, over this comment that President Xi said to Trudeau, which was basically, don't leak information. He, didn't, he wasn't very happy um, that things were being leaked to the paper. It's not appropriate. And then the comment he said to Trudeau is, it's hard to say what will happen, which is a, not, not just a veiled threat by China. We know what they'll do. So are we looking at some kind of retaliation now? So those comments, not necessarily just mundane. There is a significant threat in there. We'll keep an eye on that.